Greetings. Salutations. It is the captain. It's the Clary Podcast. Clary, what happened to the other podcast? Oh, the Claremeister was drunk going on a four-day bender, and he did not like the quality of his podcast. And uh, even old DT, like, you sounded like you had an aneurysm. I'm like, no, actually, I was very relaxed, very relaxed. Truth, I wasn't that drunk. I was very tired and uh, very angry and trying to uh, trying to uh, just relax and not let the two weeks of hell, officially the two weeks of hell, it has been, where pretty much everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And uh, but I'm winning now. Oh, I'm winning! Right, I got it right here. Hang on. Here it is. Came in the mail today. Delta dust with what is this? The J.T. Eaton Company sprayer. This is to fight off. <clears throat> The carpenter bees, not carpenter ants, the carpenter bees that have decided to somewhere in the house nest somewhere. And they're not, um, there's not a flood of them, but there's one every other day. I'm finding a corpse in the house every other day. And and what, what uh, bees I do find alive are very lethargic, almost dead. <clears throat> you say, oh, it's dead. And you pick it up by its wings and it starts buzzing like, whoa, it's not dead. And the only reason I haven't gotten stung is because I don't think carpenter bees sting. Um, so I got that in the mail. Problem number one of five is about to be solved. <clears throat> and I say about because I have to fly to Appleton, Wisconsin. Not driving this time. Oh, no. Captain is done driving across Wisconsin and Minnesota to go to Appleton. Atham, look this up. Everybody grab a map. If you look, there's Minneapolis, and you go straight across 8 billion miles, and you get to Appleton. And you go through exciting towns like Stanley, Wisconsin, and Abbotsville, Abbotsford, Abbotsford, Wisconsin, and Wausau, and Amherst, and I, I got a new policy. The old cat, I'm like, that's it. I'm, I'm not driving that anymore. Five hours one way. <clears throat> Five hours back. If the GF comes with, uh, we're looking at 20 hours of our time wasted. And um, when I was young, you never thought, oh, no, it's, it's too expensive to fly, way too expensive to fly. And uh, when you start saying 20 hours of our time, what? What are those tickets cost there anyway? What is, I'm not 23 anymore. I make a little bit of cash and Lo and behold, they're not that bad. They're not that expensive. I think we got round trip tickets for $180. And you might say, well, Captain, that's like you you can't spend more than $50 in in gas round trip. No, you're right. You're 100% right. And it'd be way cheaper to drive. It's the time, man. It is and, and I'm it is the boredom. The bo- I love how people what few there has been. <clears throat> Paul Mink, Glorious Carl, Davis Arini, I'll admit that. Um, uh, but nobody else comes visits the cat. Beth, <clears throat> Beth. Uh, and I'm like, oh, I drove through Wisconsin. It wasn't bad. It's actually quite a pretty state. It's like, yeah, because that's the first time you drove through it. I've been driving in between Wisconsin and Minnesota for like, God, I mean, including the folks' time. 
conscious, my entire conscious life, 40 years, my entire conscious life since I was like three or two. And I, I, I am, I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to see it. And so I'm willing to spend $100 to avoid it, get back home so I can continue the war, the war against life's fuckery. The, the two-week war where life decided, let's, let's fuck Aaron. That's what the war is. It's called the fuck Aaron war. You know who's winning it, though? Do you know who's winning this war? Me. That's who's winning right now. Because now I got my... The bugs are practically dead. Those carpentry bees. Oh, 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 oh. oh, they know what's good for them. They'll leave. So I got my Delta dust and my sprayer, and I get to go outside and spray up into the rafters. Get to spray in every crevice and crack. So I got that, <clears throat> finally figured out the flooding problem because a huge rain came in and I look, uh, I, I just, uh, I had pulled up the carpet, drying the carpet. It's been super humid. The carpet's not drying, fighting mold, fighting that smell, went through a whole bottle of bleach. All of a sudden this huge rain comes in. I'm like, I wonder. So I went out and there's a spot where the gutter has grown over with, um, if it overflows in the gutter a little bit in this one spot. So I've made this little device that basically catches the water <clears throat> and drains it away from the house. So I put it there. Well, I look, the entire gutters are flooded. I'm like, oh, water's just coming over the gutters going right down. I'm like, that might be where the problem is. Matter of fact, I'm surprised it's what little water that came down the first time. So at least we diagnosed the problem. Once you know what the problem is, then you can solve it. And knowing is half the battle, G.I. Joe, you millennial faggots don't know what that means. There's a guy called Voltron, and uh, he assembled uh, were f five monkeys of different colors, uh, mechanical monkeys they would assemble, and they'd fight the evil Decepticons. And that was G.I. Joe, as far as you kids know. So I figured that out. <clears throat> I can't solve the problem now. I'd like to call a roofer and a gutter guy. Because this is something where the captain doesn't want to go up there. This is where the captain is a coward, but a smart one. I fall, break my neck, bad things happen. Besides which, I'm not that good at guttering. I'm just not. It's one of those things where you outsource. But you can't do that. See, the, no one's going to come to the aid. There are no allies in life's war of fuck Clary. Because I've tried for probably two to three years now. I, need, I knew I needed to have the gutters cleaned out. But you need a three-story ladder. Not two, three three-story ladder to get up there to just to access the roof. The roof has a high pitch, which is uh, very steep, very dangerous. And it's one of those things that, yeah, I'm not going to mess with that. I'm not gonna, that, that I could get injured. I'm not going to get injured taking apart my motorcycle. I will get injured dropping, what is that, 20 feet onto concrete? So let, let's outsource it. Out the no, you can't. You want to know why? Because these arrogant blue-collar Fucks, these goddamn contractors. I'm not talking mechanics. I'm not talking blue con. I'm talking contractors. Carpenters, roofers, siders. These guys, oh my God, you want, they're just like bankers. They're just like bankers. I remember back in the, uh, the first housing bubble, <clears throat> you couldn't get them to do anything. If you were just like a lowly, uh, sole homeowner of a house. And, oh, I need a little gutter work done. Oh, I need a little uh, roofing work done. I need a little bit of landscaping done. Not a big job, but you just, you know, I got to have some sod put in. You're a busy professional. Or maybe you're a mom. You don't have time to tear up sod. You got to raise those darn kids. 
you you're in school part of, hey you know um can you landscaping person people who would like money could you come in and and, and uh sod my backyard and then it guarantee you one the most common response and they never call you back because these are dipshit drunk irresponsible blue collar people the second reason uh, but it's tied to the first, is if they ever did call you back, it's too small, we're too busy. We're too, we're too busy. We're too professional. We don't deal with small little projects like that. We don't deal with single homeowners. We work with contractors. We work on estates. We work with land developers. We have to have at least five houses at the same time to do it. That's too small for us. You could even then say, I will make it worth your time because I can't find anybody. Oh no, we don't we don't go out that far. We don't no, we don't have time. And then the third most common response you get is, yeah, let's take we'll go out there, we'll take a look and we'll we'll assess the we'll we'll give you a, an estimate. And they never show up. They never show up. Well, then the housing crash comes along. I talked to my real estate buddy who's in real estate development on that and he has houses. Uh, a rental apartments, sorry. He's he's got apartments, you know, not like a a, a quadplex or a duplex. He's got apartments. And things go wrong with the apartments. They need regular upkeep and maintenance, landscaping, roofing, guttering. And he had these contractors in 2008, 2009, 2010 throwing themselves at him. Throwing themselves at him. Hey, need any work there? It's like, wait a minute, where the hell were you three, four years ago when I needed you? These projects were too small. Now you're offering me a discount on the smallest thing. That's assuming you hadn't killed yourself like a lot of contractors and roofers and builders did <clears throat> during the housing crash. Because all you, I can't even call you dude bros. Well, we got, we got to come up with a name for these drunk, typically white. The Mexicans show up. Okay, oh, how come the Mexicans are taking all the jobs? Ah, because they fucking work. And they show up on time and sober. Me and Atham were kicking around writing a, a book. The Mexican work ethic for Americans. <laughs> and it'd be dedicated towards contractors. Step one, show up on time. Step two, don't be drunk. <laughs> Step three, do what you said you're going to fucking do. Step four, finish the project. Step five, on time. <laughs> but they, these, these, uh, what would we call them? Uh, contractor cunts. They, they thought the good times were going to roll forever. And so they go get some uh, sleds. Uh, we call them sleds up here in Minnesota. You guys, snowmobiles. Sleds, you go on the snow. They get their fishing boat and they get their Dodge, double ram, diesel, cocksucking truck, nuts truck. Kind of like Bakken oil field guys. Kind of like that, except those guys had to be on their game. Otherwise, you die. Those guys I'll give a little bit more respect, but that I gotta get me a sled. You know, still thinking mullets are in fashion in 2015. And then, oh, they were there. Oh no, they you get you know they're wearing their good Polaris jacket, and then they got their their sort of wife uh, who used to be hot back in the 80s, and now she's they're going to go to the Guns N' Roses concert, man. We're gonna see Motley Crue, man. They still think it's 1989. Their fashions are the same. They all live in Anoka. They all live in Anoka. If you guys don't know, Anoka, the northern suburbs is the, um, the blue-collar hick part of the Twin Cities. 
ever so generally rough, except for the WBL. The WBL is nice. I'm hoity-toity with the fancy schmancy and the oopty-loopty. I wear Dockers. Uh, but the northern suburbs, you're uh, all the way from Elk River. What was it? Champlin, Anoka, Blaine, Coon Rapids, Badass Heights, Forest Lake. That That's all blue-collar hick territory. Uh, and and more <clears throat> more believable than you might believe. I know all well, stereotypes. There's got to be like one or two hardworking normal people who don't have mullets. Nope, nope. Everybody everybody thinks it's 1988 up there still. You get to the east. You got your Stillwaters, Woodberries. Oh, what is it? Elko, Egan, Afton, and that's uh that's pretty posh. But you get to the river, and then it becomes very. Oh, artsy-fartsy town, Hudson, Wisconsin, right across the river there. You keep going clockwise, then you got the southern burbs, what, Egan, Burnsville, Apple Valley. Burnsville, Apple Valley is a little, little trashy. Egan and Invergrove Heights is hoity-toity. And then rounding out the western, oh no, I'm sorry, Shakopee and Savage, or Savage. Yeah... To be determined. That those are relatively new new communities. Then you get the Western Burbs, and the Western Burbs are are where all the prissy white girls live. And the, that, that's the hoity toity with the fancy schmancy. You get Eden Prairie or the EP, um, Minnetonka. They're always good at hockey. Oh well, Minnetonka win at hockey. Oh my God, the high school hockey team. Oh, he hit the the cylinder into the net. That guy, Jimmy J. You know it's sad when they're keeping stats on high school players. Nothing against the high school players. God bless you. Go have fun. Win the state championship. But how these people obsess about the high school. Oh, my God. Uh, Then what else? Um, Shorewood. Wyzeze. Wyzeta. That's that's the money. That's the money. That's the richest area in between Chicago and L.A., I believe. Including Denver. Including Denver, uh, that is, that is where um, you just they they exude arrogance. They just you're just like I want to punch you in your face, and I'm a Republican. You're just too Republican for me, man. You just quite literally the the cardigans, the sweaters tied over their shoulders, and we're wearing dollars. Sorry, Chaz. Chaz and Thaddeus, they live there. That's where you can find Chaz and Thaddeus. Those guys. Wonderful area, nice, beautiful houses, beautiful lake. Uh, but anyway, so I'm talking these assholes. I'd rather hang out with the Chaz and the Thaddeuses of the world than the fucking Jessups and, and uh, Tanner and Lance and Kips that all live up on the northern suburbs who can't show the fuck up on time and sober and do the fucking job right and on time. What time is it? Oh, I gotta get out of here in about 30 minutes. Gotta catch my flight. I have time, though, to pick on Adam Pickett. We'll be picking on Adam Pickett later. Um, where was I? Oh, so um, these guys, whatever, contractor cunts, let's just call them. Uh, they can't show up on time, or ever, or call you back, or the job is too small. 
especially now that the housing market has come back up. And those that didn't kill themselves or file for bankruptcy with their LLC and their uh, magnet that they put on their uh, Dodge Demi diesel truck that didn't get repossessed, and assuming their wives didn't divorce them and didn't get ass-raped in divorce court, those guys are now, they're back. They're back. The, the market has swung the other way. And now they're too busy. They're too busy to be bothered. And basically, if you're a single homeowner, you know, you're just a, the local guy, you got to do it on your own. You got to do it on your own. So when I get back from Appleton, now that I know what the problem is, the old captain's going to tear up his front yard. We're going to lay down some plastic. We're going to slope it away from the house. Then I'm going to go get a ladder that's super expensive and super tall. I don't know where in hell's name I'm going to put it on my property. Might have my buddy stored. If I let him use it, he's, he's kind of a contractor himself, but he's got other important things going on. I'm going to go up there, risk my own damn life. I'm going to pull out those fucking whatever's up there, leaves or something, snake out the gutters. <clears throat> and we're going to make the, the house waterproof, baby. Make it a waterproof. I'm going to lay my own side because I'm not even going to bother with my postage stamp size of a front yard. To bother calling, uh, 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 J, uh, was it Jay? That's another hick name. Jay, Lance, Jessup. I want to say Elmer. Elmer's just an old man's name. I'm just trying to think of late '80s guys' names who were popular. Brett. There we go. Brett. That's definitely a hick name. Brett. Who else? I got my. I don't have my yearbook. I could have just gone through it. And, oh, yeah, that guy was a hick. And sure enough, he's got a hick name. Look at it. I bet you he's still got the same mullet. So still waiting for these morons to show. I'm just going to do it myself, but I will win. I will win. So we got the bees defeated. I'm going to have the flooding defeated. Water heater I beat right off the bat. That was a quick battle. Life lost that one real quick. Then, I think... I think that there was other stuff. Oh, the windowsills, or I took care of that. While while fighting the bugs, I was like taking apart windows, and windows are gross if you don't clean them. It got so bad. It was so bad, and I was like getting so detailed. Like going, I was going behind the washer and dryer to spray and kill and clean. So I opened up these windows that haven't been opened up in like, you know, five. Because if it's winter, it's too cold, leave them cold. If it's summer, it's too hot, leave them closed. Just insulated them. So I'm finally opening them. The paint's all chipped. They're all not moldy, but they're wet. So I had to like scrape off the paint, scrub it down with an iron brush. And I'm like, I want to paint this, but I don't want to sit and wait for it to dry. And besides which, it's been humid as fuck. Humid as fuck. Like humidity up to like, what is it, 75? They have a rating. It's like fall-like comfortable, sticky. What do they say? And then it goes oppressive and tropical. This was in, tropical is as bad as it gets. This is in between tropical and oppressive. <clears throat> and so nothing's drying. The carpets aren't drying. The floor mat isn't drying. Nothing's drying. Using the dryer all the time. I'm like, how the hell am I going to dry out these windowsills and paint them so I can close it so no more bugs get in? Remember, I had some map gas left over. So I am map gassing the windowsill. Worked like a charm. Worked like a charm. I fucked life right back up in its ass. Fucked it right back up in its ass. Put the paint right on. 
Aren't you afraid the house was going to catch on? Dude, nothing was going to catch on fire. You could have jumped in ponds out here and been drier than had you been above ground. Just map gas the whole thing. Pop, pop, pop. If it's dry, hey, it's dry. Check that out. Put the paint on. That paint dried right away. <clears throat> so now the, the captain's going to captain's go, oh, am I going to win? And then someday, someday, once I'm done dealing with life's cunts, when life is done throwing shit balls at me, oh, I don't have to teach classes anymore. Oh, one month away, I don't have to teach classes anymore. Then maybe I can write a couple of, one or, one or at least one of the books, one of the five books I've been meaning to write for quite some time now. When I was doing that big motorcycle ride, you, you got nothing else to do but think. And I'm coming back, I'm like, I got, yeah, that, that, that's a thing. Which one am I going to write? Like, oh, that's a pretty good idea. Every book has a pro and a con. What's going to be more marketable? What's going to be easier to write? What's going to be more intellectually stimulating? You got to choose. So I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to go with this one. <clears throat> another short one. It'll build upon my previous work targeting another audience. It's probably not for you. It's not going to be for you. If you've read previous of my books, don't bother reading this one. It's a completely new one. Uh, but building upon other works of mine. Don't worry, yes, I have completely new books in mind. It's just that those take a while. I just need to get back into writing. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to write. And you get excited. Like, yeah, I can do this. And I can, oh, no, you can't. No, you're not. You get to fight scorpions. You get to fucking fight bees. You get to fight flooding. It's like, hey, you're in, you're in Egypt and you're the pharaoh and you pissed off God, but you're going to win this one. You're going to beat the locust. I don't care how many of my eldest sons you kill. I'm going to win. But first, you must fly to Appleton. <laughs> Which, like I said, my new policy. People are visiting me. I'm, unless I'm on a motorcycle ride and, hang, hey, Cappy happens to be coming through town. Check out Cappy over at the local Irish bar. Unless, unless you're, you're visiting me, you're coming to the Mecca of Cappy. I am not flying. Hey, we got this going on here. Nope. I'm not I'm even talking listeners. Or, I'm talking like family and friends. Hey, you want to come? Nope. Do you want to come to Northfield? We're going to have a pool party and hot. Nope. You come up here. There are a ton of little bars in the WBL. There is a lake we can hang out at at the WBL. And then on the other side of the lake, you go to the southeast, there's another town called Matabidai that's very quaint that has more bars and restaurants and is very awesome and has beaches. And we, you guys come up here. I don't know, man. It's like uh, 10 miles and uh, there might be some traffic. And, uh, why does my life suck? I got trivia. I got to go to bar trivia tonight. Oh, you got to go. Bar bingo and bar trivia. Oh, my God. How that didn't make it into my fucking IQ book. Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, I went into, went into a bar just to get some food. And it's just me and two of my, and I do have some friends that will show up. <clears throat> they will. And so we usually go get dinner. Oh, Wednesday or Thursday night. <laughs> Oh, great, we're going we're gonna to meet my buddies. We're going to meet... Walk in. Bingo. And, and it's 
it's not like you can have a section of the bar do bingo. No, everybody's playing whether you are sitting by the bingo woman or not. So they got a big speaker. B25! B25! Or it's the woman. A15! A15! And everybody, oh, I almost got, oh, and after the loud, obnoxious, fat woman announcing the bingo numbers is done announcing that number, can you be quiet? Can there be si- No. They got to play music. I was talking to DT about this. Like, we went and visited him at a baseball game. And again, you guys know I don't like the sports ball. I'm not a big fan of the sports ball. But this was classical American baseball. It's like the state league or something. So uh, <clears throat> towns like Forest Lake, uh, Champlin, Anoka were playing. And it's just this all-American. So there's like a little baseball diamond. There's some bleachers with a little bit of an overhang. And they had an announcer. They had the lights. People have their coolers out. They're drinking their soda waters and maybe something a little bit stronger. And I'm like, oh, this is really nice. This is really nice. Oh, he's up to bat. Oh, the guy got a hit. All right, yeah, yeah, guy got a hit. And there happened to be maybe a five to ten second span where nothing was happening on the baseball diamond, where the next batter was walking up. Could we just let that happen and let the captain have a conversation with DT? No. Fucking DJ, the fucking guy hosting the game or the announcer, he's got to play music. And I look, like, it's a crappy PA system. And I look, I'm like, what the fuck? And DT's like, what? What's wrong? I'm like, can I just watch a game? Do I always have to have music and noise assaulting my senses? Can I just go, like, there's this other place I went. I'll plug them. I'll plug them. Axel's restaurant down in Lilydale, south of where the captain lives. And you walk in. And you know what you hear? Mate, hang on, I'll tell you. I could completely reenact. What does the captain got? I think I can pull this off. This is what you hear. If that loud even. And then, in addition to that, you hear this. That's it. It's that loud and that decibel level. You want to know why? Because people are there to fucking eat, have a goddamn nice dinner, and converse. It's where you have to go to a fine dining establishment to just just not have your eardrums assaulted by constant and continual noise. And if you think about it, you st- I'm serious. This is like fat people. Okay, you don't look at fat people. We say the obesity rates are like, you know, two-thirds of Americans are overweight and fat. I don't think Americans are... I don't see that many fat... That's because you don't look at fat people. You become inured to them. After a while living in Minnesota, you don't notice lakes anymore. And they're all over the place. I tell you, go to Walmart. Go out there. Go and look. And look at the people that are fat. Don't look at the good-looking people. Look at the fat, ugly ones. They say, oh my God, we're surrounded by them. They live. It's the same thing with constant fucking noise, specifically music. 
You get in the car, got to turn on the radio. You get in the restaurant, they got to make noise. You get in the bar, they got to make noise. People got to make noise too because the, the shitty music being played wasn't enough. Walking in American Legion, can't do it. Oh, there's a jukebox. I talked to a buddy of mine at my favorite bar and I'm like, you know, can you turn off the TV? Can you mute? It's like, oh no, dude, can't do it. Why not? Because if we don't have music or something going on in the background, the game or whatever else, people will not come in. I'm like, you're kidding. He's like, no, you need to have some kind of music or background. I'm like, well, can we at least try? Can we experiment? Who did that study? How long ago was it? 1970 when the baby boomers were all doped up on whatever fucking drug they breeded in a toilet? <clears throat> and there I was in a baseball game. It was perfect. Nice temperature. Everything. What we get in? And batting second is Bob Bobson, number 73. Bob Bobson. Crack. It's like it's like having five second rapes. That's what it is. It's like getting raped for five seconds intermittently every ten minutes. Not even ten minutes, every two minutes. And if you stop and you look around and you listen, you will see how there is no... Went to Burger King last night. Had to go to Burger King. Nothing else was open. That's another story unto itself. And I noticed, one, there was only one other person in the Burger King, and that was nice. Staff, very nice, by the way, very nice. <clears throat> the Burger King on Rice Street in 694. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You did nice service. Thank you, if anyone's listening. And... I got that. And also, I was like in an immediately better mood. And I'm like, why am I in a great mood? Aside from the fact I'm going to eat this horrible burger that's, that's spectacularly tasting. And I noticed that there was music, but it was barely audible. It was truly in the background. Burger King's music was not unzipping its pants, jerking itself off to get a huge boner, and then ramming it in my eardrum. It was just this nice, adequate... Truly uh, ambiance. Truly just... And it wasn't shit music either. It was just something agreeable. My favorite, you go to these hick bars in Minnesota and they play gangster rap. I just look at them. I'm like, you... What? Really? <laughs> or you get the gals who still think it's 1989. They play their gangster rap music and then they dance in the hick bar. Uh, okay. Singing the song, singing the lyrics. Uh, you ain't ever lived this lifestyle. How, what are you doing? Really? And it makes me wonder if I go to North Minneapolis, which is predominantly the black community, and I go to their bars, is there a bunch of black women putting money into the jukebox so they can play country music or outlaw country and they're all dancing? Where did you come from? Where did you go? Bam, 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 bam. I'm being purposely loud so that you understand my point and my observation. So the next time you go out, you can say, oh, wow, yeah, you're right. Just imagine if everybody just turned off the radios and the music and the noise, including their own. Everyone used their inside voices. And I've seen it. I've seen this happen. I experienced it. It was on in Montrose, Switzerland. It's basically a, a, a library. A big-ass library is all what Montrose, Switzerland is. <clears throat> it sits on Lake Geneva. Very nice. 
and it's very quiet. Very quiet. It was therapeutic for a while. It was enjoyable. You can have conversation anytime. You don't have to yell over the drunk 800-pound sow whose contractor cunt of a husband can't show up uh, sober or on time to, uh, to lay some concrete. You could just have espresso, coffee, a sandwich. You could hear the waves, and you could hear the traffic. The traffic was two miles away. You could still hear it. Waves. Oh, it's very nice. After three hours, though, it got a little weird. You're kind of like, wow, is everybody dead or is that? No, they're just Swiss. They're quiet. That's why they say American. They said it. They say Americans. You can always hear them before you see them. And they're 100% true. 100% right. <sighs> but just try it once. Just go out. Like I want you to do two things. Look for fat people and notice how your ears are never given a rest by society. Hey, getting fucking gas. I remember the days you just got the pump, the gas net. <clears throat> oh, no. No, now they get that little digital screen. And once you pull that in, hey, do you need jack off? Go come to jack offs, jack offs. We got 25% off jack offs. Jack offs over on Jack and Jack. One, two, three, four, five, Jack Street. The news coming up next. In, in the olden days, in the 80s, you just pumped your gas. It was nice. Um, <clears throat> let me, uh, where did the sponsors go? Oh, that's the other thing. The other war I defeated was the computer war. There was me trying to get my other computer to handle the new camcorder. Of which, out of that came a new camcorder and a new computer, in addition to my old computer. But then my old computer decided to take a shit, but I had backed it up three days fully with my new one terabyte external drive. And so, life tried to get me there again, but I stopped them. And now we have a new computer. It's all up and running. I paid $100 for it, and in spite of what the great one and... Uh, Adam Piggott said on the Greasy Pole podcast, you can make a cheap PC last six to seven years. I do not need a Mac. I will never buy a Mac. Neither will they. They're like, if you spend $3,000 on a good PC, well, then you'll, you'll, it'll last you at least five years. Or you could just spend $100 on it, unless you're like a gamer or something or a video editor. I, I, I don't... People, that's... A, oh, wow. So I bought... If, I got a car loan for a $30,000 car, and then I bought a $4,000 computer that I needed. How do I get out of it? I only make $12 an hour at my fast food job. I'm like, I can't, I can't help the stupidity. I can't, I can't fix stupid. All asshole consulting can do is yell at stupid. All right. Um, sponsors. Invisiblehandfashion.com. Visit those guys if you're looking for some kind of conservative merch. Invisiblehandfashion.com. Orionscoldfire.com. Check those guys out. <clears throat> Check that guy out. His photography is amazing. If you need to unplug from politics and economics, go over there. He does do political stuff and write posts, but he does do some amazing photography. We have my Amazon affiliate program. Go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Amazon banner. Do all your Amazon shopping there. All of it. All of it. Do it that way if you want to help out the captain. Uh, patreon.com slash Aaron Clary. 
if you want to donate. And then Academic Composition. Go to academiccomposition.com. Check out Alex. I should write him a plug. I'm doing a little bit different marketing. Um, the podcast. Composition. Podcast advertising does not result in that much traffic. <clears throat> Lincoln in the old blogs does. And um, I've been linking more regularly to sponsors because it just generates more traffic. So I think I may even do away with um, sponsors on the podcast, uh, unless you insisted. Because now, pe- how many people are going to remember to go to Invisible Hand Fashion Academic Composition? I think Academic Composition, yes. Uh, but, uh, you know, like Steve's Jerky, Facebook.com slash Steve's Jerky. How many of you guys going to get Bozeman's.com. Just remember Bozeman's, B-O-S-E-M-A-N's.com. Uh, to check out there, and you could go slash product hyphen category slash half off slash page slash two slash, but the, unless the link is there, you're not going to be able to click on it, so it almost makes the um, the uh, blogs, there should be a re- resurgence of blogs, because that's where the advertising might be. Uh, anyway, academiccomposition.com, go there if you need your papers written, or go there if you would like to write papers, right, great place to not have to dick around with academia. I don't think Alex would mind me saying this because he probably wishes the same, but you kind of wish a company like that didn't have to exist, you know, kind of like cops. You kind of wish that wasn't a job because if uh, academia just went away and this bullshit where we didn't need colleges. It's another thing. I got a whole host of articles I'd like to write, brilliant ones, great insight, would I don't think any of them will advance society because society is too stupid to be advanced, but it would intellectually stimulate my readers. That's about all you can really hope for with great ideas. Somebody quote me on that. That was a good quote. That's about all you can hope for with great ideas. Not advancing society, but intellectually stimulating a few. Uh, xyz.net.au check out those guys if you want to see what's going on in non-leftist I'm not even going to say conservative <clears throat> because I think now normal people are being driven to the right or they just don't want to identify with this insane left uh, just go to xyz.net.au if you want to check out what non-leftist politics are going on in Australia mtfunow.com, manthefuckupnow.com. <clears throat> Check out those guys' new website uh, with articles and all that other good jazz. Uh, we got my books. Uh, I think most of you know them. If most of you have read them and you haven't already, please go and write a review, an honest review. Don't, don't. If you didn't like the book, give it one star. If you love the book, give it five. If you're meh, give it three. And if you still are like, meh, but you don't want to give it three, give it five. <clears throat> but uh, please write a review and give a star rating. Those books include Reconnaissance Man, which is not a pop. That's my least popular book, but I get more questions about that one than I do any other book when it comes to asshole consulting. Where the answer quite literally is, for a fraction of the cost you're paying me now, you could just go read Reconnaissance Man. So if you don't know if you want to go to college... You haven't even gone to college yet. That's a very important. Or you went to college, you don't know what to do afterwards. Or you don't know where to go next in life. Get that book. If, if you're just not happy with life and you don't know what to do next, get that book. It is a methodical process by which you figure out where you are in life and then you figure out where you want to go. 
I, I would almost say that's more valuable in terms of like the short reads. That's probably more valuable than poor Richard's retirement, more, more valuable than worthless. Cause you can read those on top of it. This is like, Hey, stage one, let's go in stage one. You could be 45 and be at stage one. Cause you just totally fucked up your life. You don't know what to do next. Or you could be 14. You're like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Cause you're 14. The black man's got out of poverty wrote that because of course I hate black men and I want you to stay in poverty. I love it. If you want to do something fun, read the one-star reviews of that book. That's just hilarious. Fuck this racist goddamn son of a bitch. You're trying to help us get out of poverty. Although I don't think maybe they're old. That was more my Abraham Simpson impersonation. Batch of Pad Economics. That's my flagship book. That is the book that every man must read. Uh, it's the Financial Advice Bible for Men. Ladies, you can go ahead and read that too if you'd like. Um, smart women will. Smart women will because they want to know finances as well. I think you could skip the part on dating girls because you're not going to date girls. Uh, Worthless Young Person's Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major. That's that's a great summer book. Great summer book. Although I don't believe in reading during summer. I don't believe in reading during any time, frankly. Thank God it's an audio book. Went past the library. Get into the summer programs at the library. It's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Last place your kid should be during summer is the library. <clears throat> you already put them in stale government buildings, making them read boring books nine months out of the year. Why are you going to make it for the remaining three? Hey, summer's half over, kids. <laughs> summer's half over, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, I know it matters to you, but it doesn't matter to me because it's summertime. Always in Capiland. I noticed that when I was driving around, and I was like, ah, summer's almost over. I'm like, wait a minute. I go wherever the sun is. I, I go to Vegas. That's permanent summer for me. Screw the rest of the world. Screw you guys. Huh. Uh, enjoy the decline. Accepting living with the death of the United States. Uh, curse of the high IQ. That's for all of you who tune in. I would even say regardless of politics. Poor Richard's Retirement. Just read that book. You all need to retire. And here's the problem. You can't wait until your retirement age to retire. Okay? Read it now. Then we have Adam Pickett's books, Run Guts, Pull Cones, Pushing Rubber Downhill. We have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, including 405media.com, Financial Survival Network, Conto Talk with Silvio Contos, O'Shea Jackson over at YouTube, Economic Invincibility over at YouTube, Jim Fear, Jim Freer, 138.blogspot.com, TJ Martinell, at tjmartinell.com, Small Scale Life, World Class Bullshitters, Entrepreneurs and Cars, YouTube, podcast.michaelkingswood.com slash rss, The Safety Dog at safetyphd.com. What was the other one? Why didn't I have, there's one like, I'm like, dude, you're not on my podcast list. How come you're not on my podcast list? I listen to him regularly. Who the hell was that? No, I'll have to listen to it again. And uh, what else? Uh, oh, there's asshole consulting. You need questions and advice and blah, blah, blah. And I shouldn't just say blah, blah, blah because I got some fan mail here. I'm not going to go through it. I got to save, upload, and get going. I'll do that next week or something. Um, but seriously, drop. It could be $100. If I, if I quote you a price of $100, it's worth it. Trust me, it's I've never overcharged because the savings, assuming you followed my advice, 
The savings are astronomical. Astronomical. Again, with my books, I give you the 1,000% guaranteed rate of return, where if you read these books, you will save yourself 10 times the amount of money that you spent on them. Making those probably the best investment you can make, uh, given the investment arena and overvalued asset prices. We also have my best of the blog book. If you like reading my blog and you oh boy, this goes back 12 years. I don't know. What are the good ones? What are the bad ones? Let me save you some time. Get my two best of books. They're just a compilation of my best posts from my blog. It's called Capit Capitalism Top Shelf. And the other one's called Capit Capitalism Reserved. You can find those on Amazon.com. <clears throat> but first, go through my Amazon affiliate program. So we got that. Um, and that's it. That's it. Um, before I go, I was listening to the Greasy Pole podcast. And hurtful words, hurtful words were said about the old captain by Mr. Piggott and the great one himself. And I'm not, I'm not going to, I mean, it, it did hurt my feelings, uh, but I'm not, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. It's not, uh, you know, you're, you're not looking for vengeance or revenge. So I'm going to take the high road. I'm going to, I'm going to take the high road on this one. And I'm going to try to improve things. You see, I'm going to try. So I'm not even going to speak to Mr. Piggott. I wanted, I wanted this, this to be dedicated, <clears throat> not dedicated, but a message uh, to the good wife. Because the good wife, she has to put up with Adam Piggott. She married Adam Piggott. She's got to deal with all of his piggity antics and all that. So the great, or not the great one, uh, Adam Piggott and his wife, they're uh, building a new house. So they got a new house and they're making improvements upon it. And I was listening to one of his podcasts. He was talking about how they were going to redo the floors. The floors needed redoing. And they went to the floor store, or whatever they called it. And uh, he was talking to the guy and this and that. And he had the good wife go and try and look for flooring that she liked. Because frankly, we guys don't give a shit. We really don't. Matter of fact, all... Uh, leasehold improvements, all home improvements, new kitchen, new bath, should be paid for by the women. Men just need a toilet, a sink, and that's it. And I do, I do make the, I made the girlfriend uh, buy an air conditioner. I'm like, you're getting an air conditioner. Half the reason where this is all moldy is because you got way too many damn clothes in here. You're getting the air conditioner. Uh, so he he's up there. The, the, the good wife wants to choose the flooring. Guys don't care as long as it's flooring. We don't fall through it. We don't We don't really care. So she comes back with what's going to make her happy. And that's important in life. You, If you truly love your wife, you would want to make her happy. And especially if she's, she is not the average wife. She is the good wife. She is significantly better than average. So I would go out of my way to make her happy. So she came back with this wood sample that was from a, a recovered. It was recovered wood. Uh, from a 500-year-old church or a 500-year-old building. Fi the, the wood itself was 500 years old, and it looked spectacular. It would fit perfectly. The good wife deserved it because she is the good wife. And I was thinking, well, Adam Piggott loves the good wife. He loved with There's nothing better. He, he cherishes the good wife. I'm like, oh, Adam Piggott is going to get the good wife this flooring. Well, it turned out that was... $500 a square foot? <laughs> this 500, was it 500 and 500? 
It was some insanely high, maybe it was $200 a square foot. Whatever, it was very pricey. But I know that Adam loves his wife. I, the good wife, I know Adam loves you. So he obviously chose that for you, right? He obviously went with what you wanted to make you happy. Spare no expense. What is the price? You can't put a price on love. And I'm sure the great one himself said, I'm not the great one, sorry. Adam Piggott said, good wife, yes, we will get it because nothing is too good for my wife. And I love you very much. And you're the most important thing to me. And then I found out, and he says, nope, we went with the, uh, with the cheaper version that was more sensible, that was more logical, that was more efficient. And I, wow, I don't know about that. That's, you know, if she's the good wife, I, and you're just going to get her average flooring, I, whoo, I, you know, maybe maybe she should uh, maybe she should half-ass it too. I think maybe she should. I don't. I'd, I'd question his commitment. I I don't know if that's. Anyway, just busting your balls there, Adam. The great one. I got to bust his balls because he was giving me shit for not buying a camera or for buying a camera without consulting him because I foolishly thought. I should go online and do some reviews and all that and do my own homework. And then um, uh, not only he, but then Paul Mink, a couple other people all jumped on. Why are you talking to me? Why are you, I could have told you that, 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 that? Didn't occur to me. Did not occur to me. But I survived. I survived. And I, ha- I have no retort. I have no response to the great one because he was right. The great one was right. That's always the... The, the second option, the most likely probability, is that I was wrong and he was right. And this was true. I should have called the great one. Say, great one. I need what? And he would have saved me a good week. He would have saved me a good week easily. So I have no response. I And he didn't fail. See, now the great uh, Adam Piggott, he obviously just doesn't care about his relationship. If I mean, if you really cared about your, you would have gotten the $5,000 per square foot, 10,000 year old wood. But, you know, if, if, if you're just kind of meh about people, you know, I, you know, when Adam Piggott comes visit, I was going to get him one of the finest scotches. Now I think I'm just going to get him a bar of Irish Spring and maybe a Diet Coke, you know, because that's, you're going to mail it in. You're going to mail it in like that. All right, that's the Clary Podcast. Um, please do tune into those two gentlemen's podcasts if you like, uh, Cynical Libertarian Society. Please be aware that I would qualify some of his statements as actually racist and sexist, and the captain does not endorse that. Uh, so, you know, just take that with a cup of salt. It's very, very tense. Uh, there is Pushing Rubber Downhill. You can visit Adam's site at pushingrubberdownhill.com. Other podcast. That's it, the Beckloff. That's who the other one is. Beckloff's podcast. Uh, you want to search Landshark Beckloff on YouTube. He keeps fighting with YouTube. You cannot use outright racial epithets and curse words. And, and, and I, I know it's tongue-in-cheek. You know it's tongue-in-cheek. You know you're kidding. Ah ha ha, let's gas the Jews. I know I know you are joking, and everybody who listens knows you're joking. Even the social justice warriors who are gonna fake like they didn't know and actually think you meant gas the Jews, they deep down inside know you're joking, but the algorithms don't. So when you're on YouTube and you say gas the Jews, that's what the algorithm hears. Right? 
Oh my god, I got a strike against me. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. The tool works this way. You are tr This car goes 150 miles an hour, Chris. You're trying to make it go 165, and then you're surprised when it breaks down. Now, should the car be able to go 165? Yes, in, in should-a-land, it should. Right? But it doesn't. I know all you guys are like, oh, YouTube should this, YouTube should that, YouTube should this. Yes, yes, YouTube should, but it doesn't. We live in the real world. So if you would kindly go check out and subscribe to the Beckloff's backup channel. And for everybody else out there, if you're going to use YouTube, this is why I have OlderBrother.com. Well, that's another site to check out. The Older Brother podcast is also on this RSS feed. But if you want to check out OlderBrother.com, the website, <clears throat> not much there right now. It's just a cool-looking website for now. Um, you can check that out. But I'm toning it down. That's that's the U the USS Older Brother YouTube channel. That's the nice, acceptable one. I'm kind of aiming for it to be PG thirteen. A little bit of curse words and all that. And certainly we'll make a be we're trying to do it Stephen Molinui, where you can make great points. You don't have to curse all the time. But that's that's what YouTube wants. YouTube wants you to play nice in the sandbox. And it's going to get worse. It's only going to get worse over time. Soon YouTube, well, the only things that are going to be allowed there are puppy videos and, and cats hanging from clothesline videos. Cute animal farting shitting and videos. That's all it's going to be. You know, nice cartoons. It's going to be freaking Barney. And it's not going to be intellectually stimulating. It's not going to be risque. It's not going to be shocking. It's going to be very dry, bland, and, and sawdust. But you know what? It'll get the advertisers in. Because Soccer Mom Sue can have little Jimmy listen to the puppy dog kitten show. Oh, look at the puppy dogs, the kittens. They're doing things. Because fuck intellectual advancement, and fuck intellectual stimulation, and fuck challenging your mind with different thoughts and opinions. Who would want that? I have thought about getting a Pornhub site. No, and then I just really talk what about whatever I wanted. I mean, I do, but in a manner, I, we could have guns. We could have chicks with guns. We could have chicks with guns drinking booze, uh, talking conservative talk. Um, oh, there we are. It's called conservative thoughts. <laughs> but you would, uh, you're almost going to have to. The day's coming. You're almost going to have to go to Pornhub. Because that's about the only place that free speech is really... It's so sad that free speech is considered porn. You know, like porn for the mind. How that word is actually changed. Like where you can have discussions about whatever. Conservative politics, libertarian politics, non-politically correct. Oh, that's porn. Guns, that's porn. Chicks with night boobies, that's porn. Yeah, but only one really is porn. All right, that's it. We'll see you kids later. Toodles.